Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the Word. God bless you. Hey, if you didn't know, uh, today's the first day of spring. And I haven't been outside, but my wife recently joined the high team. I think she was running around with umbrellas. Uh, So I think it's raining, and it may not feel like spring. And so this is a word for all of us. Even though it may not feel like it's a new season, it's a new season. That was an easy one. That was just an easy one. (laughs) First day of spring. Oh, man, it's such a privilege to be here. Um, I'll get through the pleasantries and the formalities here quickly. Um, And I only say it because I mean it, but Pastors Matt and Loren, you guys are amazing. I said this in the first service. You, if you, you, you turn, you know, you look at this room and the growth and everything, the, the life, the vitality, the, the sense of, anybody sense the presence of God here today? Yeah. Um, it's being built on Jesus, of course, okay? Let's not get religious. It's on Jesus. We all know that. Um, but it's be, being built on you guys and the amazing growth that's happening. I just feel it's because of your authenticity. It's because of who you are, not what you do. It's because of who you are. And just for you guys, again, I said this loud, I'm gonna say it again. I feel like you guys, God wants you just to enter into a season of rest. It doesn't mean you're not gonna work, but work from rest, right? And just knowing that what's being built is not a house of cards, right? But it's on a firm foundation. And my wife, Lauren Nicole Day is here, my beautiful number one cheerleader. I love you so much, babe. When I'm preparing for the message and I'm like, oh, I think it's going to be okay. You know, I'm like sketchy of, and she's like, it's going to be amazing, babe. You're my favorite preacher. Um, so the message series that we're currently in is called, And There Was Great Joy Hi, Chad and Kelsey. I just, you guys make me happy. I just saying hi. Sorry. This took me off guard, Chad's beard. Um, there was great joy in the city. We're in a message title called, There Was Great Joy in the City. Does anybody want to experience some great joy, great joy in your life? I know I do. I know I do. You know, when I first moved to Utah, which is about nine months ago, I had this, um, I was passionate. I was passionate about moving here. God called us here. And we all know about the area and we know that there's a lot of religion in this area. And I was coming from a a mindset that um, I was, that we, I was going to be able to reach people that don't know Jesus the way that we know Jesus through an intellectual argument, right? (laughs) And talking to like a Pastor Vince and others, you know, as I'm, I first get here and I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to dig into the history and I'm going to tell them this and this. And he kind of nodded like, you're so cute. You're so cute. <laughs> and he's like, really? What I think, I think it's about relationship. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, really? You know, but if I can just tell him this, but now that, you know, I've been here this incredibly long time of nine months, 
which is not long, but I, I've realized that um, this city and any city, any city, not just any, it's going to be reached not through an intellectual argument, but I believe that one of the main ways is through a demonstration of an abundant life. The demonstration, right? Jesus said, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to give life and life abundant. So the demonstration of abundant life is really what I believe is going to reach my neighbors, it's going to reach my family, it's going to reach people that don't know Jesus the way that I know Jesus. And so I was thinking, well, what's, what's one of the greatest marks of an abundant life? And I think we could probably all agree that one of the greatest marks of an abundant life isn't, um, it's not how big your house is or if you have a private jet or, you know, um, when I get my private island, I'm going to have a private island. I'm just letting you all know that. I'm going to redeem the private island for the kingdom. Um, having stuff it's not the mark of an abundant life because some of the wealthiest people in the world are also some of the most miserable. And we know that, right? Some of the most famous and wealthy people in the world are some of the most miserable. So one of the, the marks, the greatest marks of an abundant life, though, I believe is joy. It's joy. And as we're preaching on, there was great joy in the city. Um, one of the greatest marks of that abundant life is joy. And really, that is what I believe we need to be demonstrating to this valley is joy. But as Christians, it doesn't seem like we always have joy. I know I don't. I don't always appear like I have joy, right? And, and I think usually it's because I'm just preoccupied. I'm thinking about things. At the end of the day, I believe the thing that steals our joy more than anything else is actually just worry. I'm worried Am I going to have enough money? Am I going to get the house? Am I going to be healthy? Is my relationship going to work out? Am I going to worry? I think the number one thing that steals our joy is worry. Do you agree or do you disagree? One of the, the, the number one things. So thank God for his word. This is my big Bible I bring to, to intimidate, make you all think I'm hardcore. Look at that Bible. Look at that Bible. <laughs> it's actually Lauren's Bible. And when I get off track, it's what she smacked me across the face with. I said, babe, can I please borrow your Bible? Thank God for the word of God and that there's solutions. Solutions. Anybody interested in a solution to worry today? Yeah. Anybody want to have more joy? More joy. We got the more joy crowd. All right, so let's talk about dealing with worry then. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. There's a lot of funny things I can say about this next section of scripture, um, but I'm going to try to refrain because I've got to get through the whole message here. But I might not be able to resist. Okay, Matthew 6, 25 to 34 says this. This is Jesus. He says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Should we just end there? Because if we could internalize the words of Jesus and really believe that when he says, hey, don't worry about your life. If we could 
do that, then let's just, let's just go home. Let's get a brood awakenings on our way out and let's go and have lunch with some people that we love here. And then let's just enjoy life. But for whatever reason, it can be more difficult than that to just, it doesn't need to be truthfully. It could end there, but let me talk about some ways to not worry about our life. Jesus says, don't worry what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your body. What you will put on, (laughs) sorry, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? The answer is yes. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? When I read this last night, I could not help but think of myself and Pastor Vince Craig. Okay, we got, we, got this, we got this short club going on, okay? And I was hoping, Pastor Vince, I was hoping, I was hoping that if we just worried a little bit, we could add a cubit, we could, or two cubit. But, but Jesus says we can't. He said we can't. Thanks a lot. So then Pastor Vince and I were talking last night, and we're like, we should start a a pant clothing company for short people. (laughs) It's such a good idea, man. Let's do it. But then I was preparing again last night and verse 20 says, so why do you worry about clothing? So there, that, that idea went there, that business idea went pastor Vince. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Thanks for the encouragement, Jesus. Therefore, do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Don't worry about a thing. Come on, sing with me. Because every little thing is going to be a... All right. Woo, that was good. Hey, weed's not legal here yet, okay? So, hey, cut that out. Cut that out. Don't worry, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles or those that don't know God seek. For your heavenly father knows you need all these things. So here's the solution. Here's the answer to not worrying. And it's not Bob Marley. The answer is, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, including the short pants, will be added on to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The title of my message this morning is The Straight Up... KOG. I give God all the glory for what He's doing in my life. Look. Okay. 
I showed love to the world, but it never loved me back. Really, all it did was just hold on to my past. Went from parties to depression to holding up a mag. Till God showed me the path, and now I'm never going back. I asked God to take the wheel. He told me throw the key, and he rerouted my drive to where it's supposed to be. He made me focus my eyes upon the golden street. So I opened my heart, and now I know the king. You see, I got purpose. God showed me I'm not worthless. I go through trials and challenges, but I'm not nervous. God's purpose, I'm thinking that's God's service. And that's why I never ever let the past surface. I used to think about the things the devil did to me. And now I get mad and now the devil's nothing history. And now I'm over here, he got me in my misery. But now the devil's walking fast because he's always missing me. I'm over here, I'm just thinking to God about every single day of my life. I got a job and I used to think about the times I was a slob. But I'm over here, he's opening doors without the knob. So I, I think about God and all that he's done. I'm over here just so happy that I'm a, like his son. And now I'm got to do this, I'ma say it from my lungs, and every time goes no me, man, I'm sorry, but I'm done. <laughs> Come on, give it up for PJ! PJ! Come on, man. I think you just made up like half of that on the spot. Dude, you are so talented. You're so talented, PJ. You're so gifted, man. If y'all didn't know, PJ is like my spirit brother. Because he's actually uh, Samoan. And I'll have to tell you all the story sometime, but I was actually born again on the island of Western Samoa when I was 16 in a drug and alcohol rehab, but that's a story for another time. But I love you, PJ. I love you, man. The kingdom of God, and I was in the Rap battle. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How many of you think we need to have some uh, spontaneous Jesus rap flows in our worship set, maybe? That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. So the title of my message is The Straight Up, The Straight Up K-O-G. So let me ask you a question. If you knew, if you knew that everything you would ever need for the rest of your life was already provided for you, would that change the way you feel right now? March 20th, 2022, if you knew that everything was gonna work out amazingly, would that change your current emotional state? Would that change just your current mindset? Would that change your expectation for this afternoon? I think it would. I know it would for me if I really believe that. But again, the thing that can steal my joy and joy again is the thing that's gonna help us reach this city is worry, is worry. So the key to not worrying, Jesus shows it here, is that we seek first the kingdom of God because then all these things that we may worry about are gonna be added to us. 
So the question then that I have, because, you know, for those of us that have been in church for a minute, there's a lot of things we say, but we don't even know what it means. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so you run out of church and you're like, how do I do that? (laughs) What does that even mean? It would be easy to think that that just means running around and doing a lot of things for Jesus. That's, it'd be easy to think that. Well, I used to like to snowboard, but if I want all these things added to my life, then I better give up snowboarding and just go witness. Witnessing's amazing, and you need to do that as you're led by the Spirit of God. And there's people like Roger and Mr. Ted that are like, dude, you guys are so cool, man. You're out there street evangelizing. And, but the answer to seeking first the kingdom of God is not just doing a lot of things for God. You need to know that. It's not about doing a lot of things for God. And how do I know that? How do I know that? Well, because the Bible says it. So in 1 Samuel chapter 15, it says this. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. And I just was talking about this to Pastor Matt in the green room. I'm gonna try to communicate this, but this is crazy. It goes on to say, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So let's go ahead and, Let's look up what that word witchcraft means. The first definition in the Hebrew of the word witchcraft, it says a lot. A lot, like a lot. So if I'm running around and I'm just doing a lot, to try to get God's approval so that I can have all the, and I'm actually not listening to the voice of God, Pastor Vince. I'm not seeking to obey. I'm just trying to do a lot. I'm just trying to figure it out in my own strength and just make it happen. What I, the Bible talks about that being like witchcraft. I'm just saying. So you don't need to do that. You don't need to run around and go crazy to gain God's favor. That's good news. John chapter five, even Jesus says, uh, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. Jesus only did what he saw the father doing. And that's a great principle to apply to our lives. And here's the thing that you need to know. You can hear the voice of God. You can hear from God. This is not a church where you've got a front row of priests and priestesses and we're the ones that hear from God. And so now you need to come to us and you need to come to the altar so that you can get a word from God. You don't need to do that. I'm telling you, every prophetic word you receive in your life should only be a confirmation of what God has already told you and shown you in the secret place.
Romans chapter 8 says, for many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons and daughters of God. Okay, so then let's break this down. Straight up KOG. So Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So if it doesn't mean running around and doing a lot, then what is it? Well, first of all, let's define what is the kingdom of God. First of all, kingdom means a realm. Rule or a realm. So it's the, the kingdom of God is the realm of God. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. The kingdom is a rule or realm. Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says this, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. I'm not gonna say what I said the first service. Yeah, I have to now. I just, Pastor Rich, Based on that scripture, we may need to readjust our, our connect group flow. But that's, that's for our meeting next week. We don't have a meeting. It's not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Okay? So if we're talking about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, let's define what is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So then let's define what is righteousness. Righteousness is not doing the right thing. Righteousness is not being a good person. Righteousness is not doing good works. Righteousness is not giving your money to the orphanage even though that's amazing. And you should do that as the Holy Spirit prompts you. Uh, My wife and I sponsor four children in Peru, I believe it is, four children. She wants to do a hundred, so pray for me. For real, she wants to do, she goes, I want to do a hundred. Okay, let's let's do a hundred. Righteousness is, simply means justification. It simply means justification, okay? We know, or if you don't know, we are justified by one thing. What Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did on the cross. That's it. Full stop. So righteousness is justification. If you're trying to run around and create your own righteousness, Isaiah says really clearly that all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. So you might as well just give that up. Stop trying so hard. Just do what he says. And know you're justified as a Christian. Romans 10.3 says this, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, talking about Israel, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. And here's the thing, right? The concept of righteousness is crazy. It's scandalous. It's, it, it makes no sense to us as humans because I believe as humans, we're designed to want to earn and deserve, right? We want, to, we want to work hard and then we earn that and then we feel like we deserve it and so now we can enjoy it. Righteousness is very different than that, which can make it very hard to step into it, which is why Paul says You've just got to submit. You got to submit to righteousness and say, Jesus, I I give up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Help me, Holy Spirit, to believe that I am justified apart from anything I do. Romans 10, 4. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Romans 10.4 says, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So then the kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is peace. What is peace? For those of you that love the tithes and offerings, part of every service that we will ever have, and we will continue to preach on tithes and offerings for the rest of the history of Awakened Church and all of our 500 campuses across the globe uh, that we're going to have in the next 10 years, maybe 20 years, we're going to preach on prosperity. The definition of peace is literally prosperity. It doesn't just mean money, prosperity. Prosper in your soul. Prosper in every way, in all things, right? Colossians says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Again, that's another really interesting language there. You see in righteousness, it says submit to righteousness. That's, that's not really, it's an action, but it's more of like just a receiving. It's like a giving up. And then in Colossians 3.15, it says, let the peace of God rule. <laughs> I mean, it's like, as, as believers, we've got to stop trying so hard. I'm preaching to myself. And we've got to let peace rule. We've got to submit to righteousness and believe that everything that he put in this book is truth and reality. So then what is joy? Righteousness, peace, and joy. What is joy? I love this definition of joy. Joy in the Greek means calm delight. Calm delight. How good is that? So then it says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I believe it says that because we need, I'm going to read what I wrote here. The only way to truly understand righteousness in a way that radically transforms you from the inside out and all of your thinking is by revelation of the Holy Spirit. So you got the kingdom. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. You're like, that makes sense. Yes. But it's in the Holy Spirit. Because the only way it can go from here to here is by revelation of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you why I believe that. John chapter 16, Jesus says this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. That makes no sense, Jesus. You're pretty awesome. But he continues to say, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. When he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my father, you see me no more, and of judgment because the rule of this world is judged. Verse 10, he says, of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. When Jesus was here, Jesus was the obvious standard bearer, right? The disciples and anybody could look at Jesus and say, hey, that's a perfect picture of righteousness. There's righteousness. But when Jesus is left, you can know there's no, he's not here. If you didn't know that, Jesus isn't like physically here anymore. Yeah, he's not. And if anyone claims to be Jesus, you know what I mean? I had, I had to pull Pastor Andy off that ledge a couple of times. I'm just kidding, man. Jesus isn't here, so the Holy Spirit is the one that has to reveal what righteousness and that standard and what that means and what that looks like to us. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to try to get to the coolest part of the message, but we'll see. So then what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? 
So we've talked about the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, okay? Seek the realm, seek the rule, seek to enter into that kingdom that's not of this world. Put your focus on that. It's not of works. You can't earn it. You just have to submit to it and to let the peace of God to create calm delight in our lives. So we're seeking first that kingdom, but then it says, and his righteousness. Again, could be another Christian buzzword, but what does that mean to seek his righteousness? Again, I think a lot of people with great hearts will knee-jerk reaction, okay, so I need to do more. I need to be better. If I want to have joy in my life, which means I'm not going to worry, then I need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that means I just need to do more. Do more stuff for God to get his attention, to gain his favor, and to have all things added unto me like Jesus talks about. But that's not what it means, thank God, to seek first his righteousness. So let's define it. So then what is his righteousness? What is that? Second Corinthians verse, chapter five, verse 21 says this, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What I'm about to say next may ruffle some feathers. But if we are the righteousness of God, Lilo, and the Bible says to seek first his righteousness, then essentially I'm seeking myself. Christians get really nervous around the concept of selfishness because selfishness is ugly. But there's a balance. You can only love people as much as you love yourself. So what do I mean by seek yourself? More specifically, more specifically, I'm talking about seeking the person he's created you to be. Seeking the person. Philippians. See, the good news about this message, you guys, there's no rocket science here. It's it's just the Bible. And each and every one of you have the exact same access to this book as I do, as pastors Matt and Loren do, You have the same, it's just the Bible. Philippians 3.12 says this, talking about seeking yourself. Paul, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. I am seeking after that reason. God, why did you rescue my life 
on an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean 25 years ago. What was the thing you saw in me? I'm gonna dedicate the rest of my life, all of my energy, all of my focus to discover the reason that you laid hold of me in the first place. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to. <laughs> Psalm 139:16 says this. The Bible is so beautiful. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they faked it out like there was gonna be a scripture, but then like it's invisible ink. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. Okay. Who wants, who wants to have more joy in their life? Yeah. Who agrees with me that one of the biggest killers of joy is worry? Worry. Okay. So the antidote to worry is seeking first the kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And his righteousness, you are his righteousness. You are his righteousness. So if you would like to stop worrying about your life, then you need to devote yourself to the discovery of the reason that you are breathing oxygen here on this planet in the first place. If you think I'm stretching this idea of the kingdom of God and what does it mean to seek first and everything, I feel like this was the Holy Spirit, almost like a archaeological discovery that you stumble across. But last night I'm combing through the Bible, finalizing today. And God showed me where this kingdom that Paul talks about of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is actually prophesied by Isaiah in the Old Testament. Is anybody interested in seeing that? So if we can pull up Isaiah chapter 32, guys says this until the spirit is poured upon us from on high that's that's in the Holy Spirit and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field and the fruitful field is counted as a forest then justice what does righteousness mean it means justified to be justified or justice Justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. So back up one scripture. So we've got in the Holy Spirit, that's where it starts. And we've got righteousness. Okay, next scripture. The work of righteousness. What's the next thing? The kingdom of God is righteousness. The work of righteousness will be peace. 
and the effect of righteousness. Remember what the definition of joy was? Calm delight. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance. Oh man. Forever. Forever. Why don't we stand to our feet? Let's stand to our feet. I love the worship team. Worship team, you guys can just pause for a minute coming back on stage. All right, let's close our eyes. If worry, if you're here today and worry has been stealing your joy, I want you just to raise your hand. Lots of hands. Lots of hands. Man. Some of you need to just read that scripture I just read in Isaiah 32. I'm just going to speak this over every hand that's raised right now. And the work of righteousness, which is being justified by what Jesus did, nothing you could ever do or have done will be peace. And the effect of righteousness, everything Christ has accomplished for us on the cross, quietness and assurance forever. My people at Awakened Church will dwell in a peaceful habitation in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Go ahead and put your hands down. The next call is just keep our eyes closed just for the sake of just privacy here. It's nothing crazy, but just focus. If you would say today that you need or you want the Holy Spirit to show you what it means to be his righteousness. You need the Holy, because remember, all of this is in the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to reveal to you that reason, that reason that Christ Jesus laid hold of you. You would say this morning, I really don't know what the reason is other than I know God loves me and I'm going to go to heaven but beyond that I'm not I'm not sure what the re- I need God to show me who I am in him and what he's created me to do why don't you just put your hand in the air and just signal heaven you want the Holy Spirit to begin to show you what that means to seek first his righteousness you are the righteousness of God Father right now in the name of Jesus I just thank you, Father, that the young men shall dream dreams. The old men and women shall see visions in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare an open heaven, an open heaven this morning 
Lord, you're speaking, you're showing, you're revealing every roadblock, every fear, every lie, every... God, you are opening the windows of heaven and beginning to reveal and show and demonstrate, God, who we are in you, Jesus. Nothing we've earned, nothing we could deserve, but simply who we, as we submit to righteousness, God, you're showing us that reason, that reason, that reason, that reason. In the name of Jesus, why don't you all look at me? Come on, let's give God a big hand this morning. I'm gonna wrap this up. I wanna recap. I wanna recap. The thing that's gonna reach this city is a demonstration of an abundant life. The main marker of an abundant life we all agreed is joy. It's joy. The thing that steals our joy is worry. Jesus has the solution. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. What is his righteousness? You are his righteousness. You are his righteousness. So as you spend your time, as you spend your days focusing, dedicated, God, what am I here to do? What gifts, what talents, what call, what am I passionate about? And you don't allow fear, you don't allow fear to dictate your decisions any longer. You say, you know what? Jesus, if it's you, call me to step out of the boat. And Jesus says, come on, man. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Step out of the boat. You can walk on water. You can do it. I'm here with you. And if you start to sink, if you start to be afraid, I'm going to lift you up. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.